Hey, this show's brought to you by Manscaped. Yeah? And it's Christmassy. But if you want to shave your tree at Christmas, you should go to manscaped.com and use that promo code DANGLE to make sure that you're nice and clean for Christmas or the holidays, whatever you celebrate, or New Year's. It's not how trees work. 20% off and free shipping. You got to trim. It's trimmings. Yeah. trimmings. You don't shave a tree. Start the intro. What's wrong with you? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, we could talk about the fact that the Leafs won two straight. We could talk about the fact that Mitch Marner's got a 16-game point streak happening. That's so many! Or we could talk about everybody pretending to know the rules of soccer yesterday and watching Canada-Croatia. Oh, oh, my God. I didn't... I don't. I didn't think Croatia or Belgium did the right football with a U. I don't think they did. I hate that. I hate. I hate people who this is their first time watching soccer all year, and they're like, you know what? I know everything, and I'm the biggest fan. <laughs> well, Croatia, get uh, out of here. Croatia did outplay Canada. Yeah. Like, there's no question. And um, from a smarter person than I, James Sharman broke it down, and he said, listen. All the things that Croatia's, Croatia was really good at are the things that you could say are Canada's weaknesses. Uh, and so that's why it was sort of a bad matchup. I also think, uh, from what I've read, uh, that it didn't seem like Canada was up for this game in the same way that they were maybe up for it against Belgium. Uh, but Belgium is having a shitty tournament. And maybe they were just bad. And maybe we got our hopes up. <laughs> you know, because yeah. they lost to Morocco, which is completely unexpected. This is just human nature. Like... Let, let's let's not pretend like we don't need to gatekeep soccer. What we do need to gatekeep, and I wish there were a stronger gatekeeping lobby, mm-hmm. is all the Olympic sports. What? <laughs> what Why? do you mean? No, they do not do a good enough job of gatekeeping those sports. What do you mean? Every Olympics, we watch someone do a dive, and we're like, look at this bullshit. <laughs> look at all the splash. That's a lot of splash. Right. It's, you're not even... You're not even going to be in the top 10 with all that splash. Look at that. The judges got wet. Get out of here. Right. <laughs> I, I, I'm I a fan of people getting into the sport and watching and caring about no, it. No. I don't like we must the, gatekeep. the very strong opinions. Right. It's unnecessary because you aren't the expert on this. You just got here. Why is your opinion so strong? I think my favorite. Okay. So there, there was a little... There was a little uh, chant from american fans because the u.s <laughs> took on britain and no no they didn't england sorry they took on england very different excuse me uh the states took on england and their fans had a chant called it's called soccer, it's called soccer. thank you jesse it's called love soccer. that love that it's called soccer. love that that's funny very funny chat. Now, that is Americans being so American. But in this case, I ship it. I that is the correct thing to do 
because all of a sudden, whenever there is footy afoot, Canadians start saying footy and pitch <laughs> and match and kit and like, oh, that's a poor ball. Just say it's a shitty pass, man. That's what you mean. That's that pass was shit. Don't don't even say shit. Why? Even that is making it too. Also, British. stop saying it's off the woodwork, guys. The poles are metal now. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> off the woodwork. I, I uh, the, the keeper. Yeah, every, that's, it's the goalie. Enough with that. It's the goalie. Oh, every four years, all of a sudden, everyone's from Old Trafford. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? The, where did this come from? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So I. Uh, uh, what do you What do you think? I got a Scottish accent when I go to my in laws' house? No, just talk the way you talk. Well, all of a sudden, and then the next day, you're back to normal. It's just, you have it. You know what? My wife does that. She has an accent around her parents, but not when she's away from them. Mm -hmm. Maybe is, people different. just. That does happen. That's 100% different. Like, no, people have a soccer accent when they're around soccer, and they start talking about footy. Yeah, but she, and she, the match. Was, she was from there. No. Nah. But aren't we all from in. soccer? Oh, it's no. a beautiful game. No, they're and there's beauty in. in all of us. <laughs> No, I, I appreciate the American saying it's called soccer mm -hmm. because it is them being arrogantly them. And that is what you should be like. Where are the soccer fans who talk like the letter Kenny guys is what I want. Uh, to know. Well, I want to I have a question about this. OK, I have a real, real question because because can you play that chant one more time, Jesse? I can. Okay, so that, that, that beat, I don't even know what you call that, that, da, 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 that is the only chant that North Americans are capable of. It's all we know. Why is it that you can go to an, a British soccer game and they're like, okay, we're going to take the B side of Rod Stewart's album from 1986 and we're going to create a whole song and all of you are going to know it. And we're going to chant it all game and then switch it up mid game. Yeah. Do they have like a conference on learning these? Is it choir practice? Like we have it at TFC. Do we? Yeah. Yeah. Just well, the, the, the fans the board section, that's crazy. Yeah. That, well, I don't know what they're called, but that's supporters. Supporter and section. It, is that what it's called? Supporter yeah. section. And they, yeah. they sit there and they have all their chants. They and do have everything, the, right? So they, they must commiserate on that because like there's certain, like I was going through before the World Cup, I just got down the YouTube wormhole and something came up and it was best British soccer chants. And it was just like, you know, they were just taking random 80s pop songs and and insulting the other team with it. And there were a lot all of these ones, at least that were featured in the video, were really like funny. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't see that happening at football or or hockey or basketball or baseball. The Nashville ones are good. Remember when we were, when oh, we were down there? Can I have yeah. another? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And when Thank there's you. a penalty, there's one of those. The loudest it's hockey. It's all your fault. Yeah. It's all your fault. Yeah. That the was Nashville's got great awesome. chance. The loudest North American hockey fan base is the quietest European soccer fan base. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, Nashville yeah. is our standard for, wow, these guys are loud. And over there, it's like, no, they have like a three verse song about like how your former owner died and it's funny to them. Right. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and they're insulting the family. Like it's crazy. My it, favorite is, uh, what do we think of Tottenham? Shit. <laughs> what do we think of shit? Tottenham. Thank you. That's all right. <laughs> we ain't Tottenham. We ain't Tottenham. You haven't seen that one? No, I have not seen that. Love that. That's, I, I think, I think if there's one thing that can be gleaned from the world cup is North Americans need to do better with our chance. We need to get more intricate. We need to get uh, funnier. 
We need to we need to make it a little bit more a little bit more. Imagine baseball having chance. Oh, just oh a, my god! Just an old bunch of crusty old guys at a baseball game on a Sunday afternoon. Altuve would have had an even rougher uh, post cheating discovery year. Um, honestly, I'm I'm so bummed that we got robbed of the Houston Astros getting booed in every in every place they went because of COVID. They those guys deserved. I know they won the World Series this year, fair and square, but it's it, you could cast some doubt on their previous one, and it's such a shame because that team was so much fun to watch. The players on that team were so exciting. And it's such a bummer to watch the, that Astros team fall. And I don't think they ever really got the shit that they deserved. They should have gotten no, a lot of shit. 100%. 100%. What do you got there, Jesse? Uh, there's, uh, there's some good compilations of, of Astros getting booed over the last year. But it's okay. just them getting booed. It's, just, it's them getting heckled and taunted. It's, it's, it's really good. But uh, yeah, we didn't get the true Astros. No, and then, and then, we, and need, then we need altos. We need, we need different verses and choruses. Yes. And I also, they go and hire the most likable man in baseball who's never won a World Series. Mm-hmm. And they get him his World Series, Dusty Baker. Like, what are I the know, no- I hate it. Just a lovely man. Just a lovely guy. Did you see him doing uh, the card? He was filling out the card when the team... Won the World Series. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, sorry. It's just they showed the same clip over and over again. Can you believe this? Yes. <laughs> I couldn't Peter. believe it the first time I saw it, but now it's the 30th <laughs> time and I can. Um, who scored who scored the goal? Who scored what goal? A Pierre's goal. World Juniors. I can! Because Gulli can ice the puck. <laughs> who, who scored the goal? Jordan Everly scores! Die game! Can you believe it? I can! Because 30 seconds talking about an icing, and I'm slowly realizing that I'm just trampling all over the moment. It's, it's a magical play. Everly, that was it. That's all I wanted to know. Yeah, but he said, I think he called it like Tavares's magical play or something. It was like, <laughs> he was hellbent on talking about the minutiae in the moment, and really the moment should just be, holy fuck, they scored? Yeah. Yep. That's all it, oh, you can't play it. So, Jesse just started playing the clip only for Adam and I to be like, you can't play that. I wanted to hear it. I'm glad we heard it. It's worse than I remember <laughs> somehow. <laughs> so it's it's the It's one of the worst calls in, like, sporting history. Other than, no. I mustn't, but it's a bad one. Other than? Nope. Other than uh, none of them. <laughs> They're all very good. There it is. Um, Leafs win two games back to back. Hooray! Which is, oh man, if you're a Leaf fan dating back to even the Babcock era, it's such a rare thing. It used I to be guaranteed they, they were, were allowed. They were guaranteed to lose the second game. They were always guaranteed Every to lose the second game. single time. Um, and they... Played pretty damn well against both teams. Uh, I think real domination of the of the Penguins. But let's... They're in trouble, the eh? Penguin, So, okay, I, I know we are supposed to probably start with the Wild, but I just only want to talk about the Penguins game because I am... Not because of the Leafs. I'm like, what has happened to the Pittsburgh Penguins? Um, Yeah, we can get to Minnesota. I think they would want us to get to it for Matt Murray reasons. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, I guess we should manage that. But, uh, no, 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 we can, we can start with the Penguins with the promise that we will get to the Wild. Um, yeah, man, uh, the Leafs have only really dominated their opponents, I don't know, four times mm-hmm. this year, maybe, but I don't think it's a matter of they have Pittsburgh's number. 
I think it's a matter of they're not very good. And like they're, they're in a tough way. 41-24, I think. They outshot them by a lot, and Pittsburgh was never really a threat or in it. Um, the Leafs scored that goal. Actually, Jesse, I'm going to send you a screen cap uh, that I kept from that game because it's... Are you talking about the opening goal? Yes. Yeah, because that's a moment I've never been so shocked at seeing one of the greatest players of all time do something so extremely out of character. Right. It's one of the worst plays I've ever seen Sidney Crosby make. Well, and it's not even really. Yeah, well, we deserve just... payback for the uh, for the one that we gave Sandine gave oh, to him. God. Um, <laughs> oh God! Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, it's just so odd it's to see a great player like that just screw up a line change, and the puck's not even out of the zone. Well, it's all of them. It's, it's, it's everybody four on guys. the line. It is yeah, all of them. But like, okay, I'm sorry. So it's up on the screen right now. Is so there's obviously the center ice red line, but if you were to flip the red line he's not even at center ice for getting to his bench so like justin hall he's he's not either he's going off for a line change he at very least is vaguely skating there's another penguin going off they're right up against the boards they're vaguely skating Sidney crosby is going for a casual public skate and like the game's just begun like the, and that's a short shift too. That's odd for him. It's shocking. That's very it's, not him. It's very not him. And then he missed. Um, I don't know if we ever got an answer for this, but he missed like the next eight or nine minutes after that. And then he left the first period early after returning. He played the rest of the game. I think what happened after this play is he broke his boot. Yeah, he kicked oh. the fucking boards in front of him on the bench. He, he injured himself, it looked like. I don't know if he injured himself. I think he might have broken or his skate. he injured him, his equipment. Yeah. Right? He did it to himself in that he was kicking so the then, boards because he was so pissed. So it's almost like giving him a 10-minute misconduct. Because you know how, by the way, uh, Sidney Crosby is extremely uh, particular about his equipment. And so it's not like they just give another skate and go, like, all right, Sid, go ahead. They have to... They have to uh, sharpen that blade a specific way. It's got to be done up the right the right way. It's got to make sure it matches his foot. They have backups for these things. Yeah, but course. those things have got to be up to snuff before he comes back, which is why he would have been gone for so long. Yeah, I don't... It's a miracle he was back in 10 minutes. I don't know if they actually said... Um, like, I don't know if he's going to miss the next game or if he's listed his day-to-day or whatever. I don't think he hurt himself. I think he... Just broke, broke the boot. Broke yeah. his skate. But there... Um, I, I highlighted this in the LFR video. The top line was so bad in the previous game against the Leafs. Crosby was a minus four. Uh, Rust, who I think was up on the top line, he was replaced with Ricard Raquel. He was a minus four. Latang was a minus four. Gensel was a minus five. There was no Penguin within 10, 15 feet of any of the Leafs on any of the four goals. Mm-mm. They're abysmal. They're totally shocking. Is it, and but like, it, it doesn't but, make sense because of all the experience on the team. But is... No, it really doesn't. Have they... Is it the old thing? Or is it the lack of structure thing? Is it a lack of depth? What is it? I couldn't figure it out. Well, yeah. they have depth. Um, they have Kasperi Kapanen as a healthy scratch. In what, seven or nine of the last ten games? Yeah, I don't... Was it Kevin Papetti with the tweet? Yeah, like, crazy. He's not getting in the lineup. He's played he seven is. minutes in like the last month. Yeah, man. Like, it's... It, and he makes way too much money for that. And but Do you think they're trying to teach him a lesson or is it like, because they're obviously not trying to trade him. If you're trying to trade him, you play him. As a Leaf fan, good fucking luck. <laughs> if yeah. he hasn't learned by now, he's not going to learn it. 
Um, you know, it really talented player, bit of a bag of rocks. Like, yeah, that's, that's what you're getting with this player. Um, and I think the penguins are a little bit sick of it, but what, what I see isn't necessarily an absence of skill or ability. Oh no, he's he's a not not with him. Sorry. I'm I'm moving to the penguins. I'm not seeing a, a lack of skill or ability. Um, I kind of wonder if, uh, Mike Sullivan's message has gone stale. Um, I think he's a great coach. We know he's a great coach. He won back-to-back cups with But he's been the coach there for what, five, six years now? Yeah, and I I think he just got extended, but whatever they're doing in Pittsburgh right now is not working at all. But even before that game, Pittsburgh was one of the hottest teams in the league. Like, we're forgetting that they started awful. They were bottom of the league, literally, I think, second last of the standings for the first two weeks of the season, and then they've turned it around to the point where they were right on the cusp of a playoff spot, and they were seven it would have been seven uh one and two or something like that in their last hot. 10 coming into the leafs game and right now they're seven two and one in their last wow 10, they are but, legitimately one of the hottest teams in the league That's yeah hilarious. and but they went back to their first two weeks of the season penguins in that game versus the leafs but they've been relatively hot and winning some games two of those losses are like actually <laughs> they're they're uh what would it what would it be seven zero and one in their last eight games not against the Leafs yeah (laughs) (laughs) so maybe they're fine and the Leafs just have their number but like the Leafs have cooked them alive Mm -hmm. but we and we also saw how the effort they gave on on Saturday on Friday night you know it wasn't great no they they had a good counterattack. I'd say the first three minutes after Marner scored and then they were never in it not for a minute right um I also want to talk about that Michael Bunting goal. Oh! Now that, that fourth goal, yes. uh, I call it a Michael, it's actually Matthews that scored it, but let's be honest. Uh, uh, Michael Bunting never giving up on the play. And we're starting to see Michael Bunting, the guy from last year, show himself again and why oh, yeah. he was so valuable. Like he did have a slow start to the year. There's no question about it, but he seems to have found that form and the Nylander Matthews Bunting trio is pretty sweet it's going really well and i I, i'm wondering with with bunting because if you haven't seen it there's like three pittsburgh penguins on him from blue line to blue line and then into the top of the hash marks and then he finally falls down but as he's falling gets the puck to matthews who is wide open you said every goal they had there was not a pittsburgh defender on them no there was uh, a good tweet from cam sharon who used to work for the leafs like the penguins were down at that point and malkin was cheating for offense a little bit and you should uh, the good bet is the Penguins are going to come up with the puck there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's a good bet, right? right? But like, they weren't winning the battles. The Leafs were outworking them, um, and to the point where like, I don't know. Do you call that a lucky play? Maybe not. A lot of plays are made when guys are lying down on the ice, but uh, you could have easily called a penalty on Malkin coming up the ice. He mm-hmm. held Bunting's hand with both of his, and it didn't get called. Um, I actually was really surprised by the lack of calls in that game. I thought the Penguins could have lost by more than they did mm-hmm. um, because I thought they got a- away with a lot. Um, but Bunting, I thought, started the season playing poorly. Just he, The effort is always there. He just sort of looked lost. Um, and lately, he's been playing really well by my eye, but not getting rewarded for it. The pucks weren't going in. 
he could be the Leafs' leading goal scorer for November. <laughs> but I don't. I think he's got one. <laughs> um, it just it hasn't been going in. That line, getting those two goals, the Matthews to Willie goal, and then bunting to Matthews, and then Matthews' celebration says it all. Yeah. Well, he looked at bunting. The way he looked at bunting. First comes the roar, and that was the roar that you saw after that goal. And I wonder if the lion's ready to come out of the den. What did we say last episode? No forehand five-on-five goals. That one that was, was his first, first one. First, first forehand five-on-five goal for Austin Matthews. November and it was 26th. November 26th. Boy, That's insane. There must have been a prop bet on that one somewhere. Uh, <laughs> you're making a lot of money. I, I, uh, I, I can't believe that. I know. I can't believe that. I know. Um, and you know, this team is crazy. This team has three players with over 10 goals already. Which is great. Tavares, Willie, and Matthews. Yeah, nice balanced scoring. And But I, I worry about Matthews if because uh, you mentioned last episode that you, he looks a little injured. You know, who knows if there's a little lingering issues in the wrist. You know, if the shot hasn't fully been there yet. See, the fancy stats guys, though, are coming out and they're saying, well, actually, I think he's just unlucky. Oh, yeah. And the I shooting mean, percentage is down by about 8% this year. Oh, wow. I that's, down sig- at a, that's that's significant. He's usually between eighteen and twenty. He's right now at a ten percent, and that's just a basic base level yeah. way of right. looking at it. L- l- like, listen, when when a goalie uh, who is usually a nine ten, let's say, is an eight forty, <laughs> you the the good bet is they'll have a stretch of like nine thirty to get back to nine ten, right? That's that's the bet, right? Something like that. When a scorer. It usually shoots what what is Matthews? 14%? Oh no, he's like in the I'm pretty sure. Let me look it up. Let's say 14 for the sake of argument. I think he's higher than that. And he's shooting two. Yeah. You know he's gonna have a really hot streak where he is unsustainably his, like 40%. His career shooting percentage is 16. Last his year it was career? Yeah, because what a mutant. But the best players in the league, they're they're up around eighteen to twenty percent. Wow. Man. And actually that's pretty low. That's cons- an alien. Um he's had it he he had it eighteen point five the year before, where he also won the rocket. Oh my god, take um, me to your leader. Yeah. That's that's out of the out of this world. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that, that will go that will only go up from here. Yeah. So it's a good sign. It's a good, good sign. sign. So but by the numbers, it'll even out. But this is the argument that we had early last year where the Leafs had like 45 shots on Igor Shesterkin and people are like, man, he was incredible. And I'm like, no, he wasn't. The Leafs like fired it into his chest maybe 40 times out of the 45 and he made a handful of really good saves. So when what Sheldon Keefe said after that game is the Leafs were taking shots that made themselves into easy saves. And what I've seen with Matthews is I don't think the shots are coming from the same dangerous places that they have been all season. So when I see that his shooting percentage is down, I'm not shocked at all, Mm -hmm. really. Like he's not even, you know, it's maybe a bit unlucky that he hasn't even scored a softie or two that just sneaks by a goalie, but you know, maybe they're right. Maybe this is where it all turns around, but I don't know. Uh, by my eye, he looked pretty open on that one. 
<laughs> so, 60 goals is such an unattainable number for, for I don't hockey know, players. There's a reason it's the, only happened. It happens once every 10 the years. The expectation know, can't be that he's flirting with it every year. We I, have to we I, have to bring him back down to earth a little. Here's here's what, what, what changed about Matthews in the last two years. Because remember, he had 41 and 52, and then he had 60 goals in 73 games, right? Two seasons back to back, wins the Rocket. What, what changed is that Keith had him shooting more. Last year, he had 348 shots in 73 games. The year before, 222 in 52 games. Uh, you know, he's shooting uh, two years ago or two seasons ago, COVID shortened year, 18.5%. Last year, 17.2%. I actually think that this is very attainable for him uh, in the way that it was for Stamkos at his height and now. <laughs> and Ovechkin <laughs> forever and ever, amen. I think he's up in that range if he gets the shots in. He's already got 100 this year um in 23 games so he's on he'd be on pace for somewhere close to 350 shots this year ovechkin's gonna pass gordy howe like later this season you know that right like yeah it's crazy it's crazy i can't believe what we're watching i know and and everybody's acting like it's like with the mitch martin point streak it's like uh like leaf fans you can't understand 10 years ago a player had a five game point streak he'd be a hero we got a guy with 16 we had a guy that won the heart, won the Rocket, Rocket Richard tw- trophy twice. We don't even think about it. Barely noteworthy. And, and I think Caps yeah. fans, it's like sort of like, yeah, Ovechkin scores a lot. That's what he's supposed to do. Yeah. They expect greatness. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. This, and it's, and I know a lot of Penguins fans are listening to this segment, so this might piss them off. Who has been the better player for the duration of their career? Crosby or Ovechkin? Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby. That would be my answer. Adam, what's your answer? I would say Sidney Crosby. But by... But by a hair, like it's not that. Yeah, what are? That's such a. It's a broad question. By the end, let's say both of their careers ended today. By the numbers. Oh, is this a Jesse Blake sports report? (laughs) (laughs) Where we did this exercise? Did you do that exercise? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe by the numbers, man. (laughs) The oh boy, it's a difficult conversation. Now the number that matters most was Sid is three as in cups, but that is uh, that's a really special player man really special it's player. also you're talking about different positions on the yeah. ice you're talking about center a, versus you're talking yeah. about a left yeah. winger who's just sit out there and just sit in your spot and we'll feed you the puck and it's your time to score versus yeah. a centerman who's uh going up and down the ice and distributing and, and doing more playmaking stand literally still yeah like, oh, alexander ovechkin is one of the most visually funny players I've his ever equipment seen. never looks like it fits it never looks like <laughs> his it fits. pants are always too long no, you like, know what I mean. He's it's, always it's like more that kid European. That, I feel like more European skaters dress like that. No, maybe, maybe he, I don't. No, he looks like a beer leaguer who showed up late. Yeah, he, <laughs> I always feel like he's like the awkward teenager that hasn't grown into his equipment yet. Like his parents bought a size too big. Yeah, uh, but he is just a freaking animal. Like he's unbelievable yeah. to watch. Tinted visor, yellow laces. Yeah, just S- whatever. Standing still, stick in the air. Best player on the ice. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's shocking every time he scores from that spot because everybody knows he's standing there yep. and he doesn't move and we all know they're working That's the where it's to, going to that area it's going there. Yeah. and it works and it's worked for two decades the yeah. greatest trick the capitals ever pulled was convincing you alex ovechkin doesn't exist <laughs> it's amazing and they've done it since 2005 it's yeah. dumb it's uh, unfortunate that their defense doesn't exist this year it would be nice yeah some of you uh listening to this right now are very young and just know that no one's been able to figure this out for your entire life. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Since we were in high school. I um, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. 
Uh, we could talk about the wild thing in a little bit here, but I, I do really want to talk about this. Uh, Nick Robertson is skating in grays today with, uh, with Wayne Simmons, which means he will not be playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has played 11 games for the Leafs this year. He has now been scratched in 10. And people are starting to, starting to get upset. And I think rightfully so for all the reasons we've talked about. We've done this exercise. But when you compare and contrast with Alex Kerfoot, 23 games, he's got seven points. He's played every game, right? Uh-huh. And yes, I know he's shooting 2.9% and his career average is about 13%, which yeah. is that, yeah, okay, he, he's probably good for some goals. But last year when he had about a career average year for him, he had 13. So the max that you can really hope for for, for Alex Kerfoot from now until the end of the year basing it on his history of the five seasons previous is about 10 more goals. Is I it really for that. Is it really worth sitting Nick Robertson this much for potentially 10 more goals from a guy who's clearly having an off year, who's going to be a free agent, who's not coming back? What are we what is happening here? Let's pretend Nick Robertson doesn't exist. Okay. I don't think Alex Kerfoot is the greatest use of a roster spot. He's just not, man. Um it's the unfortunate reality that they don't exist in vacuums, these players, and that their contracts are tied to uh, with their performance, and that you can't scratch Kerfoot if you ever want to move him. Because what if you scratch yeah. Kerfoot, his career's done in Toronto. Like that's it. You're admitting that it's over here. I think so you, he's an NHL player. It's just it's not working. Yeah, but you have working. to you have to keep running it out and running it out to try like the it. Nick Ritchie situation, right? Couldn't exactly. scratch him, but he couldn't find a spot. You know, like. They still Robert, have a number of underachieving players. It's kind of wild. Yeah. Like, ha- they're fourth. They're fourth <laughs> in the league. The, the top end of their lineup has been performing. So that's all you need, really need. But not to their standard, though. Mm-hmm. Or Matthews hasn't. But they've been winning games. So, yeah. But, but with, yeah. with Robertson and Kerfoot, like, their, their performance is also tied to their age, their NHL experience, and their contracts. All of that has to come into play here. It's not, we can't NHL video game this where you play the higher overall right. who fits in the chemistry of the lineup, you know? Everything has to be in play. I part of me wonders if they're making a point with Robertson because they've also said there's value to being in the NHL and being around it. Because didn't I read somewhere that Robertson doesn't want to be sent down? I have not read that. Like I thought I saw that somewhere where, you know, oh, he needs to be getting games. And I think they might have said, Nick, we're gonna get you some games. And I think he said I should look this up before I say it into a microphone, but um, I thought I thought what I saw is he doesn't really want to go back to the Marlies. He wants to be in the NHL, hmm. and they're saying okay, but there's a price to that, mm-hmm. right? It's incredible to me that one of the most dangerous power play teams in the entire league has. It shows you how good the top unit is because the second unit has Kerfoot and Engvall. Two guys who genuinely could not hit the broadside of a barn. Do you remember when they year. moved Willie to the second unit for like two games? No, it was a punishment. Yeah. Is <laughs> yeah. I I don't worry about that because okay. as an enormous Willie defender, I will acknowledge that you need to smack him around once or twice a season to he get his attention. that punishment, you think? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He made okay. a dumb play that was beneath him, beneath mm-hmm. his skill set. Mm-hmm. And then now look. And ever since then, he's been fine. It's a non-issue okay, for me. Okay, I don't think the Leafs are pl- are putting their best players on the ice, but it's more of circumstance. I think yeah. like Nick Robertson probably should be in the lineup. Kerfoot should probably be somewhere else, but it's not that way, unfortunately. Leaf fans haven't been talking about this name enough. Timo Meyer. 
That's mm-hmm. that's my deadline aim. He'd be great. Well, the contract's a lot, right? But they it got is. room now that everybody's on LTIR. Yeah, and he's, um, I believe, expiring deal. Uh, I think one of the more underrated players in the league. Elliot has- and Jeff threw out Frank Bertrano as well. But they're oh, saying, knock it off. but they were saying that the Leafs couldn't do that with their contract situation, and with like, and I don't mean, I don't mean money, I mean, um, uh, oh, uh, 50. 50 contract, uh, based on what the Ducks them. may have wanted. Them. Yeah, well, I know. Did you have to sign everyone? Well, you could have said no to a couple guys. <laughs> well, Timo Meyer, by the way, six million dollars left uh, for this season, and at the end of this year, Timo Meyer is an RFA. Oh, he's an RFA, which is fascinating because oh, he's only twenty six, and uh, might yeah. Be harder. So there <laughs> are the the least would retain his RFA rights if they qualify him. Yeah, they wouldn't though, would but they? He that'd be stupid. The no, he's amazing. Out. He's a volume shooter, and it's been going in. I I remember uh, we were making fun of me um, because he uh, I had him on my fantasy team, and he had by far the most shots in the league out of players who didn't have any goals. Ah, he had three. He got his first against the Leafs. Three hundred and twenty-six shots last year alone in seventy-seven games. That's a lot of That's shots. A lot of and shots. What's, what's he at this year? Uh, one hundred nineteen already. One hundred nineteen already. And and what's his production? Uh, twenty-two points, twelve goals, ten assists, twenty-four games. I think that's my guy. I, well, and I think the Leafs have had a problem with not shooting. There's a lot of guys who are great at setting up. Uh, Marner, great setup man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nylander's finally starting to shoot more. He's got an unbelievable shot when it doesn't whistle past the net. Uh, and Tavares <laughs> is a in he's an in he's tight. a he's an in tight player. He's a setup guy. They don't other than Matthews don't really have that sort of threat. And I I do want to throw this out there. We talk about Toronto's depth supposedly being its strength, and it's proven to be so. But after those first four guys, the scoring falls off. You've got twelve goals from Tavares, twelve from Nylander, ten from Matthews, and then it goes all the way down to six with Marner. And you've got Yarncroke, Bunting, and Kampf with five, four, and three each. And, and Kampf yeah, got bad. a lot of those early. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it just wouldn't hurt to have a guy who can also mm-hmm. to, to score, to even that out a little bit. Bunting, but like, Matthews, Willie, Meyer, Tavares, Marner. Yeah, sign me up for that shit. <laughs> Quarter of the season. That's about 15 goals from those guys. I don't yeah. mind that. Oh, I don't mind the top end. I'm, uh, I'm, I just uh, I want a little bit more, but I'm sure that number is different if Kerfoot's scoring. I think, I think the other thing is that People wonder, Robertson already has more goals this year than Kerfoot. He's played half the games. That's nuts. If you're looking for goal scoring in the top six, is there a reason why he's not playing? That they, they don't think his game's ready. They don't think his game's ready. I think when his game is on, he looks like a really dangerous player. And mm-hmm. when it's off, he looks pedestrian. And that's exactly what the Leafs are trying to smack out of their veteran players, let alone yeah. the rookies. Oh, right? fair enough. Okay. Um, I do want to say that the Leafs doing this with Giordano and Hall as your top defensive pair. If I told you uh, on October 1st that the Leafs decor would be Giordano, Hall, Sandine, Lilligren, Mete, Hollowell. Uh, I mean, because Connor Timmons is just not playing yet. I guess he needs to get into the that's system. That's fine. He just got over his um, conditioning. System. So... Uh, you, we might there might be alarm bells going off, but they look pretty good. I'm convinced Mark Giordano is a number one defenseman that they're playing on the third pairing because he's his age and they wanted to save him. And in these moments, he can just whip it back out. He like, sure. I has don't. Been. I don't think any. He lost anything. They've just been um, resting him and playing him less minutes because they had the bodies to run the 22 minutes. But when they need him to do that, he can just be like, okay, I'm back to Norris Trophy, Mark Giordano, because he won it. 
two years ago. Mm. Not long ago like, at all. He's <laughs> so, so good. This is from uh, Facts underscore 97 on Twitter, but apparently they're citing Kevin Papetti, and I do remember reading this from Kevin. I just couldn't find the tweet. Mark Giordano is 39 and has an AAV of 800 grand. He's been on for just six goals against at five on five through 21 games. No defenseman in the NHL with 200 plus minutes has been on for less goals against per minute. I think he's the most talented defender on the team and they just shout those minutes because they want him for the playoffs. And this is when this is when they need him in a pinch. But when the playoffs time come, hopefully he's rested up the season and he can do everything that he's doing right now. He's unbelievable. I wonder. Uh, um. I, I I mean, listen, he did win the Norris Trophy like two and a half years ago, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right, Jesse. Just rest him and help help him help other people along. I think it's amazing what, what they've been able to do with this core. Uh, uh, Jordy Ben being out just definitely sucks. I... <laughs> <laughs> like he just no no breaks to be he's he came in and he played so well too man listen i think hollowell and mete have done well for themselves given the circumstances oh boy i don't want to see many many more games of that i'm sorry those guys get bullied out there they get bullied out there that's a that's a challenge for sheldon keith and you know what like these wins have come on the road here mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and with, with shelgren and net which yeah, oh, yeah, like there's no way um, Dean Evison and uh, Mike Sullivan weren't targeting that pair. Absolutely. And w- when um, when the Wild announced Ryan Reeves' debut, hilarious against the Leafs, uh, his line was going to be Reeves, Erickson, Eck, Felino. I'm like, yeah, they're they're attacking that pair immediately because they're both five nine. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could squish them like a bug uh, yeah. with that line, and they've been fine. And they're Reeves, gonna be on the road again in Toronto. The Reeves uh, isn't Detroit offering much outside of presence. I thought on during in that wild game, locker room guy. Like there wasn't a lot. There's a lot of skill that's dropped off. I so after the game, maybe this is a good transition to the net getting knocked off because after the game. A reporter asked, I think it was Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, hey, is it normal for the net to come off that easily? And Reeves shouted out, no! <laughs> and I wanted to be like, hey, is it normal to be Dash in your debut with a new team and also in the box unnecessarily? Mm-hmm. No! <laughs> I didn't think it was there, Reeves. Oh, he was on the ice for the first Leaf goal against. Oh, what do you know about that? Oh. Yeah. Ah, no, he's a, listen, big player, toughest dude in the league. Not that great at outscoring his opponents. Uh, let's talk about the post thing. Matt Murray said post game. Uh, now, this has happened a couple games in a row. Happened with New Jersey. Happened in Minnesota. It, it, ha- it had to happen back to back. Absolutely. And Matt Murray, who's played great, by the way. He's really, he's been amazing. Um, uh, he says that he uses the post to push off. Which is common. Yeah. So that's, I'm just telling you what he said. Yep. It does seem... Like it's happened a lot to the same guy. Even as Leaf fans, as biased as we are, it does seem a little bit fishy. It's it? worth it's worth mentioning the the third one in was it Minnesota? It happened three times. Or yeah, New, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. New Jersey. It only happened the one time. The one time uh, in New Jersey, I was like, ah, that seemed a little on purpose. Minnesota. I thought the third one was clearly an accident. One of the first two. 
might have been an accident, and one of them was 100% on purpose. <laughs> um, but <laughs> hilarious, because I was ready to let this go. Yeah. It's over. And it resurrected today, and it's flooded my mentions. Has it? Yes. Why? Because of 32 thoughts. What did they say? Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick. So Friedge did a little bit of sleuthing, went around the NHL, and he asked, hey, are there some buildings where you know, the net comes off a little easily and whoever they were speaking to, or he was speaking to said, funny, you should say that there is. Mm. He said, I think it was four or five teams. One of them was Tampa. I don't remember who the other was. And New Jersey and Minnesota. No way. <laughs> it's, oh, I'm sorry. It just made Hoisted me laugh really hard. Hoisted by thine own petard. It just made me laugh really hard. Like it, it is kind of interesting though, because like, Goalies have strategies, right? Obviously. And Matt Murray likes to push off his posts. And, you know, the goalies out there and I have a tumultuous relationship on account of I made a whole catchphrase making fun of them. If you're a goaltender, tend the goal. But goalies push off their posts. It's mm -hmm. very common. The NHL has recently made it so the nets come off easier because... Safety. Safety, yeah. Yeah, the nets used to be like hardcore. Yeah, if you run into the net, like like when Matthews ran his mouth into the net oh. last year, like you need, if somebody's running into a post, you need the net to be able to dislodge so they don't get horrifically injured. He, I, I saw that clip again recently. His oh. tooth comes flying out, but his lip. Yeah. Just, can you imagine eating for the next few days? Awful. Being awesome. You're Matthews. drinking. You're, yeah. you're having a straw. Yeah. There's a lot of mashed potatoes. Yeah. I think about Drew Doughty sometimes and how he manages food Brent at all. Burns, <laughs> yeah. Any of them. I think they've got plates they put in to eat. Don't like they? denture kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like that. It just, and then they Stuart, pop them out. I remember interviewing Stuart Percy um, and he had one in junior. Yeah. Oh, wow. He had one in junior. He hadn't even played pro yet. And this dude's got fake teeth. Where's yeah. your visor? Hockey, dude. man. It's a, that's why people are such or dorks. your cage, sorry. When they're, um, uh, I got made fun of uh, for wearing a cage during a charity tournament. Sorry, what? Guys. Oh my God. I use my face for a living and I suck at hockey. Fucking right, I'm wearing a oh, cage. Oh, I'm wearing a cage forever. Yeah. You, we pay to play there. I'm not losing a fucking tooth. <laughs> yeah. I'm putting on a That's thousands cage. of dollars. <laughs> I didn't do it to impress that. you. I don't play in the NHL. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, by the way, it doesn't make you any more or any less of a man if you no. play with or without a cage. Um, I, I know that a lot of people <laughs> hang their masculinity on that. I'm here to tell you, you're hanging it on the wrong hook. Uh, that is, it's ridiculous. And listen, I, I played without a mask a couple yeah. times. I'm oh, like, this no. is the fucking stupidest thing I've ever done. I played without it once. Um, yeah, it's stupid. It's idiotic. No, I don't need, I don't need to be, who am I? House League All-Star Adam Wilde? Yeah, Are you kidding me? Sitting in the dentist chair for two hours. But at least people think I'm fucking hey, tough. At least people think I'm a man. Wait, what'd you say? They think I'm fucking tough. I'm a tough guy. You can't fuck with me. What do yeah, you think uh, of Ken Reed's Jofa helmet? Oh, I love it. Oh, now Listen. on the flip side, I love he it. got cut like first shift, blood dripping down yeah. the nose. It was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. Listen, men are complicated. Yeah, boys will be boys, replacing their fucking teeth. Anyway, yeah. where, where was this coming the, the from? The fucking post. Oh, yeah. So everybody makes a big deal on, on Friday. And then during the Pittsburgh game on Saturday, you remember Casey DeSmith? The net comes off, 
And then during the Leafs power play, and he's standing there being like, hey guys, the net's off. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. That yeah, also but, was just knocked off casually. But why didn't everyone just make it like a giant friggin' deal about no. that? So what no is, big deal at all. Here's how it happens. It all comes back to Toronto. <laughs> now it's a story with Matt Murray. And now Leaf fans, pettier than average, are going to point out every friggin' time it happens. Mm -hmm. Wait, Leaf fans are going to point it out? Yep. Do we like, look, it happens around the look league. Look at, oh. look at, look at happen. Oh, there it is. In Arizona. And here it is in Philly. And here it is in Tampa. I and saw a lot of... Uh, we should for, have a counter. For the fans that were complaining from the wild and the devils, people, a lot of cry about it memes. A lot of cry about it memes. Like, oh, cry about it. Uh, listen, man, if it, was, if it was the Leafs and it was a player that kept doing it to the Leafs, I'd be upset. Like, if, if the Leafs in Boston play in the, in the playoffs, I'm putting that out there in the universe, and Linus Allmark decides to start doing that, I'm going to be, I'm not going to be happy about it. I, so I understand why they're upset. I get it. Well, like, Jesse's got one up on the screen right now. This is the compilation of all three. So, so he this, had one though where he's pushing off this one. The net gives. Yeah. So he's not able to push off, but he's genuinely trying to make a save there. All right. And there's going to come a, a time where the net's going to come off. The other team is going to score and Murray's going to say, I wish it hadn't. I wish it hadn't come off because then I would be able to push off it stronger and I might have made the save there. Mm -hmm. This is uh, That's the oh third boy. one. Yeah. It is too early in the season. For this shit to be happening. Oh, and by the way, the reason you didn't recognize this earlier is Matt Murray was not playing hockey games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one where he just pushes it off with his arm. Uh, that must have already been coming off. <laughs> and that one. Yeah, the wrong post comes off. It's not even the post that he runs into. It's a little suspicious. But the one with his arm is suspicious. Yeah. The ones with his feet. He's trying if to push I, off. If I was a Minnesota Wild fan, I would be upset. I get it. No, I, listen, I get I why get they're it. upset. I get it. But uh, yeah, I get it. The one with his arm, the mm -hmm. one with his feet. He's trying to push off and make a save. Definitely cuts down on your rebounds. I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. It's been enough of a story and people have full enough diapers that I think something might get done. about mm -hmm. it. You also, you can't anchor them in more. That can't no. be a solution. I know. So, what do you say to goalies? Tough shit. Can't put push off the post. No, you can't tell you them can't, that either. Well, you, sure you can. I think, you you got to do one or the other. No, you can't tell a goalie not to push off if that's how they're they're playing the game. So this is just going to happen. Over this has just got to happen. It, it doesn't oh, happen. See, the thing is, it doesn't happen as much as we think it does. It's just it. it doesn't. It's it, just their topic du jour. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. we're gonna forget about this in four weeks. Yep. Like don't don't be, it's gonna keep happening so we can't forget about it. <laughs> don't don't get into the moment and overreact to the moment that's right now. See, yeah, overreact to something important like the Leafs having a bad five games to start the season. Yeah, that's yeah. worth overreacting. Oh, it to. wasn't five. You shut your it face. No, no. Hey, I was right there overreacting with you. Yeah. No, like listen, it the devil Devils fans were mad about the three disallowed goals, which I suppose I understand. Murray pushed the net off at one point during the game. So it wasn't the primary thing they were mad about. It was, and another thing. Mm -hmm. Then the very next game, it happens three times against Minnesota and they lost. So they have a reason to be grumpy about it. Yeah, no, this isn't the last we've heard of this story. All right. So why don't we do, you can bet that with Dave. He's hanging on the line. Sure. 
Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook, presents You Can Bet That with David Bastel. Must be 19 plus. Please play responsibly, Ontario only. All right, Dave's joining us after a very exciting weekend. Uh, Dave, there's a few things that we got to talk about. Sadly, yeah. Canada is eliminated from the World Cup, uh, but uh, they still have another game to play. They do. They do. Morocco, December 1st is coming up. It's coming mm-hmm. up. And you know what? <sighs> Okay, a lot of people sit there and say, oh, they're they're out of it and stuff like that. But the team still wants some sort of result. A tie, a win would be fantastic. Morocco isn't that bad of a team either. We saw what they did to Belgium. So is it in the works? Is it in the cards? Uh, Belgium, uh, sorry, Morocco is the favorites at sports interaction, of course. But I got this weird feeling that Canada could get something out of it. Or maybe I'm just too optimistic about this. What about you guys? Oh, let's let's double down on moral victories. <laughs> it's so <laughs> Canadian. What's the over under for moral victories? Uh, let's let's get the moral victory come. <laughs> I, like I I want to know the answer to this question. Is yep. Morocco better than we thought or is Belgium way worse than we thought without their key striker out cuz I was shocked that Morocco beat them and beat them so hard, handily and I'm just wondering if it's just because Belgium's just having a bad tournament uh, because they're the number two ranked team in the world. They shouldn't be losing in Morocco. But yes, moral victory. I'll take a moral victory. I'm not like these guys. I'm not that cynical. Um, (laughs) We uh, made it. We scored a goal. Marner points in December. Your answers are 12 and a half over or uh, 12 and a half under, obviously. Like, is he going going 12 or is he going 13? 12 or under, 13 or over. And they play 12 games in December, by the way. They play 12 games in December. Listen, uh... The city of Toronto has a very strange relationship with this young man, but he has really carried the Leafs on his back at times mm-hmm. uh, this year. He's been so gosh darn good, and it doesn't really seem like he's slowing down, man. So that point streak's got to come to an end eventually, but he's the sort of guy who throws up two, three, four points in a game uh, with icy silence he'll, he'll get over okay jesse yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna lean on the over uh yeah i think he's been the best player on the least the last like week and a half and like i can see that continuing throughout this effort 12 and a half is the number dave is the guy dave thanks so much yeah. for joining us thanks fellas have a good one jesse you want to talk about connor hallibuck yeah i think it pretty it dovetails our last conversation that we we're having before you can bet that and all the ads uh about Connor Hellebuck's mask getting knocked off in the uh, game over the weekend with the Dallas Stars. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Hellebuck's mask gets knocked off. We'll watch it here if you guys haven't seen it. Yeah, uh, obviously so can't show This it, is the play for everybody listening and watching because you can't see it. Uh, there's a play. It's coming down to the last 20 seconds of the game. It's 4-3 Winnipeg. Connor Hellebuck gets knocked over. I forget the player who knocks him over, but he gets knocked over his mask. Jamie, uh, Jamie Ben Gets knocked over by Jamie Ben in front of the crease. His mask comes off. Hellebuck goes down on the ground and holds his hands over his head and is lying flat in the crease. The play continues. Refs do not blow the whistle and the stars take the puck. They work it around and they score a goal. Now, the official rule in the rule book is that if there is an imminent scoring chance, and even though a player or a goalie is down injured, you keep playing. You keep playing until the scoring chance is done, and that's what happened here. The Dallas Stars tied it 4-4, and Hellebuck was down on the ice with no mask. There is precedence for this. There is. There's a ton of precedence. There so you're was... supposed to keep playing without a mask as a goalie? Uh, Darcy Kemper had to do it last year. Okay, but you're not allowed to stay on the ice as a player without a helmet. <laughs> well... 
So, so I get why that rule exists because then a goalie could just rip off their helmet and be like, "What are you going to do about it?" Yes, like Listen, I, I get it. It's eventually going to happen. So this gets fixed. We have a larger conversation about this when a goalie's helmet comes off. There's an imminent scoring chance. The player doesn't score on the scoring chance, and they the goalie gets smacked right in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Right so, in the fucking mouth. Last June, uh, Darcy Kemper was playing uh, a goal for the Colorado Avalanche, if you remember, in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. It is game number four. He uh, He's in front of the net. He makes a save, and while he's making the save, his mask pops off. I believe the puck hits him in the mask. It pops it off. He keeps playing with no mask on, tries to make the rebound save, and Tampa scores. Yeah, but here, like, okay, because we can't show it, here's how fast it happens. And this, bang, is, how, this is how different it is. Mask off. Goal. Goal. Mm-hmm. That that's way different than what that's happened bang, bang. in Dallas and Winnipeg. Like it's this, the shot off his mask, the rebound shot in goal. I agree with that count. That's an imminent scoring chance. Right. But like, what's imminent? So you can tonight <laughs> that the sun will go down because that is uh, we got we got what five hours. So we so go the scoring chance is for whom? The scoring <laughs> chance for whom? Expected by whom? Imminent for whom? So we go I back to that. Dallas and Winnipeg, and the scoring <laughs> chance happens, and they get a chance to make two passes. So Jamie Ben passes the puck one, two. It's two passes around the net. Here, can we time after? It? Sure. Okay. So right, loading, uh, loading, uh, loading, loading at the mercy of the There we go. Mask Helmet is off. off. One pass, two pass, goal. Goal. Uh, it's just not the same. So, but they count that as an imminent scoring chance because the player had the puck in front of the net. The first Dallas player who got the puck after the mask is knocked off had it in front of the net. Okay. If he decides to shoot that, then yes, but he makes one more pass. He passes up the imminent scoring chance. Then it's a I'll delayed scoring chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so what, then- what if that second player who got the pass decides to cycle it and they keep going? So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> could you just continue to pass it around the point? Hellebuck stayed down. Yeah. So one thing I don't like is goalies who quit the play. Right. Yes. I don't like yes. when goalies quit the play, even if they got interfered with. But what if they're hurt? My question, did, like, did he keep playing after that? Uh, yeah, I believe he stayed in the game. I don't know. I don't want to play that game. Here's the debate I was having, and it, I don't give a shit what the rule is. We're, we're talking about perhaps what the rule should be. Jamie Ben is the one who knocks his helmet off. So should you just be allowed to... If the Jets knock their own goalie's mask off, if I'm the Dallas Stars, I'm like, well, it's your friggin' fault. So I don't care. However, Jamie Ben, I think, was pushed into Hellebuck. So it is the Jets' fault that the goalie's mask comes mm-hmm. off. Uh, this one's really tough for me. It's really tough for me, but I it, think the rule's got to stay the way it is, because you will have people trying to trying to skirt the rule. But is that the imminent scoring chance? I think it's imminent. Absolutely, oh, they're boy. right in around the net. Me That's too. imminent for sure. For whomst? Dallas. Uh, uh, so, uh, now listen, and I, listen. I I want all the I want all the goals ba- called back for Jamie Ben. It's just karma. He deserves it. I he agree. deserves to have every goal called back for offside. The second best Ben. <laughs> no question. But in this case, it's a goal. So there's a couple options here if you wanted to change the rule. One, you could stick with the rule that we have, imminent scoring chance, that we got to define what imminent scoring chance is. Two, if you change the rule to if a goalie's mask comes off, you stop play, then the NHL has talked about 
you'd have to also enforce all goalies to wear chin straps because right now they don't they, they don't have to do it never so and they that. would never go for that so it's a if this then that and the then that is a no yeah. goalies so, don't even all wear neck guards exactly like, you're not the goalies, gonna to wear because goalies are chin, sorry go ahead, go ahead. Just for the context if they're wearing chin straps that means you can shake off your helmet to stop an imminent scoring chance yeah or just do the Exactly, yeah. and then Freddie, you're knocking off your mask, and then play is stopped, and we're like, "Oh, the goal can't happen." Freddie Anderson did that a lot. Yeah. I uh, he did that a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a shocking thing, the amount of power the goaltending lobby has in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> like they are, you know, without the evil part of it, sort of like they've got like the same power. The umpires' the, union, yeah, or the NRA. <laughs> like it's what? crazy. Wow, I like mine better. <laughs> well, it's just like. They just they're like, no, this is how it is. And everybody's like, well, I guess that's how it's got to be. I don't like it. I don't like that Andre Vasilevsky's uh, knee pads extend right up to his neck. Yeah. But I have to like it because that's what the goalies say. They, the, the goalie Does anyone ever say, you know what, guy? Gary Bettman you, chose to, you chose to stand in front of a puck going 100 miles an hour. You're fucking fault, man. <laughs> You're fucking fault. <laughs> How about, how about, oh, we need the protection. I get that. How about we make the protection on your body slimmer without taking up a gigantic amount of space? I, I get mad about goalies pretending like they cannot be touched at all outside of the net, even when it's their fault. Because very often, not only are they wearing the most equipment, they're also like the biggest guy on the ice. Absolutely. (laughs) Tallest guy. Usually. It's, you know, you can't take a goalie out from behind, which I think we saw a couple times last week. Um... This is a tricky one. But this no, is, it's not that tricky. It's not that with this this particular play. This I particular get. play. I thought you mm-hmm. meant like goaltending. Like, oh, we can't, we can't wear, we couldn't possibly put on a chin strap like the rest of the league. You're a player on the ice, and you can't put a a, a one centimeter strap across your chin. It's a weird you position. Baby, are you kidding me? Get out of here with oh, this shit. Man. Why do we accept this? Honestly, why do we accept this? No, I understand protecting goalies at all costs because the position is a rare position. See, Adam is protecting it, though. I'm I'm asking for more protection. I'm I'm letting them dictate what they want because of how how little goaltending we have. If you go down to your fourth goaltender, you are going down to somebody who probably shouldn't be in the NHL right now. Like it, you have you have one of these guys who's a starter. It's not like everywhere else in your lineup where you have an abundance of forwards and defensemen. It's a rare position, so let's give them a little little sway here. I think here, it's oh. just that honestly, people are so tired of arguing with goalies because goalie people are, are will argue with you on everything. The drummers of the NHL, absolutely, they are. <laughs> they are, and they it's are. like nobody understands how you do that. So we're just going to take your word for it and never challenge you. No, but the, the drummer is the least talked about and most important part of a band. <laughs> That's true. You know, unless you're at a campfire, the drums are really fucking important. And no, I will say, I will say, uh, listen, I, I just want to clear up a common misconception. I'm not a medical professional or a physics expert. You know, a lot of people aren't, aren't sure about that. So I thought I would clear it for the record. But I think a chin strap or something that fastens the, the mask, mask. Mm-hmm. tighter to the face. Um, if a goalie took a uh, shot to the face like Darcy Kemper did, I think it'd really fuck him up. <laughs> because I'm willing... the, the mask has to have some give. Yeah, and, and, yeah you're right, you're right. Even on the, the back part of the goaltend, their, their mask, like there's nothing there, really. That's kind of why It's kind of open. That's kind of like... But I guess they never even, really need that. 
Like, is the plate even padded? I don't know. I think it is. I yeah, think it is. yeah. But like, uh, but uh, for so, comfort though, not for safety. Sometimes it doesn't yeah, even cover like all of their head. You know, sometimes you see their hair throughout the side of the plate. You know, how are you a bald goalie? Right. Yeah. So, I'm yeah. willing to defer. How does yeah. Anderson do it? I'm willing to defer to goalies. I am. I am. I think. I think on that, s- on some not things, everything. not on everything. I, I think that they know that uh, that's the prevailing attitude, and they're like, "Huh? Shall we take advantage? We shall." There's Let's one do this together. Them. They all work together. There's one of them on the team. There's two. There's what's the backup? But there's one starter. You got 12, 12 forwards who start. It's the easiest position to. Make it from the ECHL to the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It could happen in like a week. It's you could be the backup of an ECHL team and in a week. You're like, all right. You could drive a I'm, Zamboni. No, I'm you could, starting a game. Oh, fuck. We're that. You could be at UFT doing yeah. homework. Yeah. And yeah. you could be in the NHL. You could be a university student sitting there on a per diem eating free popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. Just chilling with Austin <laughs> Matthews. And then they're like, here's your jersey. And you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 um, I want to just mention, uh, it just came out, uh, uh, Alex Galchenyuk has signed with Colorado. Colorado. Hey! No way. Yeah. I was going to say KHL. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no he they, signed. they wanted him. They, they wanted him and he was there at camp and they would have signed him the KHL did. injured. Yeah. yeah. In the KHL. No. Uh, and he was playing with the Colorado Eagles, um, which I thought was ECHL, but I guess they're AHL now. And, uh, yeah. That go. career will not go away. He will be on perpetual one-year deals for the, could be for the next decade. Who knows? Uh, so he was part of, I got to make a video about this. He was part of the 2012 draft. What a garbage draft. Really, really bad. Because think of how his career has gone. Still one of the top scores. Wow. Still but he was really scores. good in Montreal. If he hadn't had a That was bone, a long goddamn like, time ago. I know. But if he hadn't had like a boneheaded coach who hated everybody, I think perhaps he would have had a better career. I, I think there's a little bit of give and take there. Um, like, look at how, okay. Yeah. Look, I at, think look at Montreal. Look at Montreal in just the, what, eight months since Bergevin left? Mm, oh, longer than when that. It, he, oh, he resigned in, like, ago. January, didn't he? No, I thought it was, it was very shortly after the season began last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. It was around this time So maybe year. it was 12 months then. Yeah. Look at the change in that organization. They've gone from, like, we don't like math. We don't even have a, a calculator on staff to we are one of the most advanced analytics teams. They have a great, uh, they, they drafted really well this year. They got players stepping up, being uh, unbelievable. They've got a swagger. They've, they're finding value in lower picks too, which is something the Canadians could never do before. I don't know, man. I, I'm pumped about the, uh, about the future of the Montreal Canadiens from like a hockey perspective because I think the NHL is better when they're good. And I think, uh, I don't know, man. I just... Doesn't make sense to me. Mark Bergeron was fired on November 29th. Oh, 20, it's a day short. 2021. We are one day away from the one year anniversary. That's very funny. And this is the <laughs> thing, right? Like, like I feel like had you had, I mean, listen, nobody was an analytics organization back then, but there were pla- there were places where, you know, if Galch had gone to Detroit, I felt, I feel like they would have mm. developed them better. Maybe, although pretty bad era of Detroit. You got to remember 2012 was 10 years ago. I know. It's weird. Right? It is weird. Yeah. Super he weird. He still feels very young. That's, I know. That's like a 30-year-old man. So does PK, and he retired. <laughs> yeah, man. Ugh. 
Yeah. Unless he comes out of retirement and just joins a team for a playoff run, which could always happen too. Nah. Nah? Nah, I don't, you don't think, think so. so. All right. 2012 draft in order of games played. Morgan Riley, Cody Cece, Tom Wilson, Galchenyuk, Truba, Lindholm, Hampus, yeah. Thomas Hurdle, Tanner Pearson, Damon Severson, Philip Forsberg, Zemni- Zemgis Gergensen, Chris Tierney, Oli Mata, uh, Tara Vinen, Matt Dumba, Jacob Slavin, Colton Pareko. Oh, Slavin's in that draft. Shane Gostas Bear, Colton Sissons. Who at Fre- uh, Frederick Anderson, Connor Brown, out of all those players I just listed, can you give me your top t- three? 2012 draft pick. Well, I I think Slavin, Riley, Philip Forsberg would be mine. Yeah, that's that's not bad. Hurl? And I don't know if that's in, in any order. Tom Wilson, Hurl. Oh, they're great. Truba. They're great. But I think Slavin to You're me. You're asking for top three, man. Like, top three? Oh. Sla- Slavin top, to top me is, is like uh, um, he's the Norris Trophy winner that hasn't won it yet. He uh, So it's actually <laughs> not I love that Jake. bad I think of Slavin's a draft. amazing. It's not that bad of a draft for defensemen. That's not bad. They have some pretty good... Uh, but it, in the top 10, the way it was drafted the was forward, bad. Oh, the way it was drafted was abysmal. And the forwards in the draft are abysmal. What was the actual order? It was uh, Yakupov, Ryan Murray. Yeah, let me, I'll um, read it off to you. It's Alex Yakupov, Murray, Galchenyuk, Griffin Reinhardt, Morgan Riley, Campus Lindholm, Matt Dumba, Derek Pouliot, Jacob Truba, Slater Cuckoo. What did the Morgan Riley did, really was the third defenseman picked, eh? What did the Oilers give up to get Griffin Reinhardt again? The 16th overall pick, which the Islanders used to select Matt Barzal. Oh. For Griffin Reinhardt. Tough. 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 And that was back when the Islanders weren't ripping anyone off. <laughs> that is. It is. Wow. Griffin Reinhardt. Wow. Has two more NHL points than any of us. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. That's rough. 26 Pims, though. <laughs> Not a great career. Where's he playing these days? The Oh, my God. He's playing in England. E-I-H-L. Is he? Oh, no. Sorry. He's playing in the EIHL, but he's playing for the Belfast Giants. So he's playing in uh, Ireland. Oh, my God. Actually, that honestly Fourth sounds like it'd pick. be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, like no. if you're not an NHL player anymore, like going to Ireland would be a. I think that'd be a riot. By all accounts, playing in um, anywhere in uh, Britain or uh, Italy is really fun. I think. Remember Angelo Esposito? Sure do. He was like supposed to be a huge draft pick, and then he fell. And I think the Penguins picked him. Anyway, he ended up in Italian league too. Oh, sorry, I was just looking at his team. Um, the top scorer on the Belfast Giants is a Leafs draft pick. Who? J.J. Pichinich. Oh, I remember him. I, I remember J.J. That's a Leafs draft pick? He sure is. Whoa. Uh, f- fourth rounder? That's a Burke era pick. Sorry, I was just looking through the team to be like, mm-hmm. I don't know any of these people. There's one, two, three, four, five Ontario wins. Ontarians? Ontario Ontarians. 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 Uh on the team. Jackson Whistle. That's an unreal name. Oh, and he's a goalie. You'd... Yeah, dude. I know one of these names. <laughs> no, you all well, you know two. Griffin Reinhardt and JJ. Uh Pitch what is he? Pitchinich. He's here. This is bugging me now. Oh he was he was a <laughs> round fourth four. round pick in twenty fourteen. JJ Pitching. I'm actually Knights. London Knights. I'm falling down the um 
falling down the rabbit hole a little bit here, but I just looked up Angelo Esposito. So the last time he played was with uh, uh, Series A in Italy uh, for Cortina, and he had 38 points in 31 games, which is pretty cool. And I was just looking up uh, Milan's hockey team, and uh, I love doing this shit. I'm it's sorry. sort of fun, right? Like, uh, it's so fun. Um, a name that came up that I I didn't even realize who was the captain of the team. Do you remember Milan Goulas? No. Oh, I don't know why I knew this name, but it was such a crazy. Like, I think it was just because it was such a Goulas. <laughs> for some reason, it always stuck with me. He was like a. I don't even know if he was drafted. But it was just a player. Anyway, he's still playing, and he he was the captain. Of wow. Milan HC, which was founded in the 50s, by the way. That They've had a hockey funny. team for 70 years. Yeah, man. It's nuts. Hockey. Love it. It's a big deal. Um, okay, so uh, I want to ask you guys this. And I know, Steve, you're not really a car person, but I want to ask you about this. Okay. So, Ferrari today. You lost me. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah, I mean, it's part time. of your heritage. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, Ferrari today came out with a car. A seventh, uh, 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 a car that will only be available online. Okay. So they have released so a car like a Tesla that is quite literally only for a video game. Oh, oh it's not a real quite car. literally only be available <laughs> online. And people are freaking out about it. I'm like, wow, this is so cool because it's the 75th anniversary and it's oh for Gran God. Turismo. Oh, but okay. I just wanted to know what you thought about. A car that is only available to buy online. In Gran Turismo. Yes, that you have to purchase. And by the way, Gran Turismo apparently was a huge letdown in terms of what you're able to do in the game. That's stupid. Boo. (laughs) Does this not get your your motor running? No, because it's just a branded version of a thing that's been available for like 40 years. Oh, it's a car that's only in a video game. Wow, that's almost every video game ever. What are you talking that's about? That's all the video game cars. It's just branded. <laughs> well, like, yeah, you're right. Everything in Grand Theft Auto, it's like a takeoff of a real car, yeah. but they don't have the real brand. Yeah. What, or Twisted Metal. Like, <laughs> like, remember Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal and the evil ice cream truck. Yeah. Uh-huh. You could, like what? You've never been a child? You've never played a video you game You know what's before? only in the video game? A gold coin that I jump and I get when I'm Mario. Yeah. Like it's not. It's, it's not real money. It's Weird. fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's, let's do this in every video game. Oh, it's a hockey stick. You can only get an NHL 23. Oh. Like, well, I'm pretty sure they have those. Don't I'm pretty they? sure oh, they, they have, have But we don't all shit our pants and you over have, it. You have to pay for it? No, you got unlocked. Because it no. feels like Do you that? have to pay for this. So, well, yeah, so apparently, it it's an NFT you so can it, use. It, so that's the thing: is it feels like an NFT that you can use because um, which makes it better than an NFT. So how much? Is it? Slightly. Um, it doesn't say, but Gran Turismo is very notoriously at least this version of it very very difficult to grind out because you used to be able to buy cars in it and then sell them. Yeah. Like you'd upgrade them and then sell them. And that's how a lot of players leveled up and would get to it, like McLarens and Lamborghinis and Ferraris. And, that's just war uh, you know. hammer. But now you can't do that anymore. Uh, they won't let you sell the car. So you have to grind out hours and hours and hours and hours of play. Or you can purchase with real money. But it doesn't say, um, it doesn't say how much it'll be worth. Well, how much VC? Yeah. I don't spend? know. It's fine. It's fine that they're doing that, but I refuse to acknowledge it as a big deal. <laughs> right. <laughs> I refuse. It's a video game. You can do whatever you want. So cool that they did whatever they wanted and made money while doing it because I assume Ferrari paid for it. Mm-hmm. Boo. Fart. Don't care. Okay. Ooh. 
I you know, you know, Halo has a um, an armor suit you can only get online <laughs> in Halo. In Halo, crazy. Yeah, they have a Goss. What is it, Warthog? I don't even know. Yeah, Halo. There's another game where with a car that you can only get online. <laughs> <laughs> the Warthog with the, the Warthog, with the big machine gun on the back, like. That will get my attention. Okay. If, if that made it into Gran Turismo? Yeah, if you could race a Warthog versus that car. What's crazy about the Warthog was that the back tires turned too. Right? Ooh. You know, the front tires yeah. usually just turn. All-wheel drive. That's right. To All-turn-wheel drive. To it's crazy. Take, take on the Covenant. And, uh, yeah, no. Apart. Okay. Boo. Don't care. <laughs> I just, as a fan of video games, by the way, I, I want you to know that I, I took up uh, Red Dead Redemption on the weekend. Oh, Whoa. and to make it they through have that a car, you can only get online. It's I, called a horse. <laughs> <laughs> they have, Steve, they have entire houses and towns you can only get yeah. online. I got That's I got crazy. some more Ferrari details. Oh, what do you got? What do you got? So the car is coming out on Grand Turismo Seven on December fifteenth, and it's for those who complete the World Finals viewer campaign. And December thirteenth for every uh, December twenty third for everyone. Does else. it say what it'll cost if so you, you can, can buy it if you don't want to play the World Finals? Because uh, there should be a way around it. If Usually, there's money. I think it, you have to complete that part of the game. Grand Turismo should have Here, to pay for this segment on the show. It's uh, for players who successfully complete the Grand Prix or World Finals campaign. The car will be available. Uh, GT will appear Brand Central. So Brand Central, I guess, is where you can buy shit. Mm. I guess, but mm -hmm. I don't know how much it costs. How much VC? Art. So yeah, if you can um, complete that campaign, you can get the virtual Ferrari. Eat a bunch of ice cream, Bart. <laughs> you know what the new, you know what the new uh, uh, F one game lets you do? Lactose. <laughs> the new F one game lets you like build an apartment mm -hmm. and like, and you get to own your own supercars too. So like, I've I run out of room in my apartment. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I put, well, that's enough. Yeah, like I, I have like a McLaren sitting in my living room yeah. on the F one game. <laughs> that <laughs> is it's enough. My favorite car. I had locked all the cars so that, but there's not enough slots in your apartment yes. for all the cars. So you have to like rotate them in. Yeah. The, the other thing is, did you ever play where it's like you have to you're test driving this car and then you're like you go from an F one car to like a uh, uh, like a hypercar, like a, a luxury car, and it's almost impossible to drive. They yeah. made them like terrible. The, they've t t taken away the um, like the steering. Yes. Yeah. So uh, dr you're just drifting all over. Yeah. I think you can make a game too realistic. I the the, <laughs> the uh, example I made the other day talking to someone, uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, mm -hmm. where you have to work out and oh! eat properly. And I'm like, so this is just living life then. <laughs> That's why I stopped. This is just The Sims with guns. I was so, I this played is... The Sims in like grade seven and grade eight and in, in grade nine, I was playing it. Yeah. And you have to understand it was starting to get deep, right? Like they hit the pets at edition and stuff. And I had that. And then I was like, I have to do all of this shit in real life. I have to take my dog out for a walk. I have to yeah. make my own bed. Why am I playing a game about this? And like, so I'm I not, never played it again. And it's a video game. So I'm not eating properly or working out. And then you walk around the street and people are like, damn, CJ, you're fat. And I'm like, oh, this is just my real life. <laughs> I didn't need to pay $60 to live my real life. Minus the gang. By welfare. the way, that happens in uh, Red Dead too. You just have to run. And like your yeah. stamina goes up and then it's like, if you eat too much though, you know, gain some weight. And it's like, he's eating beans and like old venison. Yeah. What, what, and what, like, what is he possibly going to gain weight on? Damn, do you feed that nag? <laughs> they, they, they even comment on your horse. <laughs> yeah, I'll kick your ass. How about that? I give my horse 1899 meth. Have you? And I outrace you. <laughs> Sorry. Did, uh, have you, um, uh, first off it takes, and we talked about this last time. I was like, I'm like, Chapter I'm going to take my very few waking hours that I have to play video games and I'm going to get through the chapter one and chapter one's painful. 
if I could make one change to Red Dead Redemption 2, it's I would make chapter one skippable. <laughs> yeah, please. Let me get through that. Yeah. But I got through it and I finally shot the bear with Hosea. And then that's chapter two. That's chapter two. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah, I got where to you that. get to do things. And then I made the hat out of it. And everybody's like, wow, that's nice get up, mister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Where'd wild. you get that? It's wild. Anyway, yeah. um, to change subjects to one that's a little bit more serious before we do the press conference here, obviously, um, yesterday, uh, along with everybody else on hockey Twitter, we found out about um what exactly uh from Rachel Dory's perspective has been going on. Uh, what we read was something that she tweeted and, uh, both ESPN and daily Faceoff have, uh, written up articles about it. And I encourage you to read them uh, or you can read the document yourself Yeah, for the audience. Who's Rachel Dory? Rachel Dory is so, uh, that's me kind of kidding. Yeah, no, of course. But Ra- yeah. if you don't, if you don't know, she's an analytics, uh, analytics mind, great, brilliant mind, uh, who's and video works, mind and video mind who's worked for, um, uh, the devils worked for the Canucks. And uh, work for some other teams in and around Toronto as well. And also work for the Athletic and uh, like has done some amazing stuff. But um, Stephen, she right? was hired at in Vancouver for last January. I believe she was due to move there and did move there and then dismissed before the season started. And there was a lot of... After being promoted. Yeah, after being promoted to the, to the coaching staff like two weeks. And then two weeks later, she was let go and nobody's known why. And... Uh, we knew that there was some sort of legal process happening, but nobody really knew what it was. And then yesterday, obviously, it was tweeted out. And so, listen, I'll, I'll say this. I and none of us on the show are legal experts, so we don't know. I know that uh, that there's a difference between the B.C. court and the B.C. Human Rights Tribunal. Yeah. Um, and that there w- there is some damages being uh, seeked out here. Obviously, uh, we do know that that she, you know, in the documents, it talks about. Uh, that she's been diagnosed with PTSD, that she has some heart problems, that there was a meeting uh, with the AGM, uh, Kasten Gay from uh, Vancouver, who, um, I, you know, that obviously didn't go well. Uh, from Rachel's perspective, she basically had retweeted an article about her and uh, or at least posted it. She I think. posted it she to posted her it. Instagram story. And and then I guess she was hauled in the office and said, you know, like, basically, uh, don't talk to the media and you're not important enough for them to care. and 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 that that was an actual line, right? Yeah. That's yeah. what she said. Mm-hmm. So that or that's what's alleged to have been said. Now we should say also say that the Canucks and uh, Emily Castingay have come out and said, "Listen, that's not true. That's not how this happened. We provided the resources. There's more to this, but I, I think there's a lot of people looking at us and going, "Hey, we want you to comment on this because you guys know Rachel, and we do. Rachel's been on the show. Um, and I'll tell you this, man my my uh, my interactions with Rachel have been always positive like 100 oh, yeah. positive yeah i can I've tell you since she was 19 i don't know if i've known her that long but uh but but she uh has never been anything but great to us and for She's us been to, to our live events i remember yeah. the one we had at real sports on the uh, on the second floor there it was such a fun night rachel was a part of that mm-hmm. my book launch yeah yeah the, it, the first time i met her was at the cbc food court she was 19 and we were just talking about like i don't know like ways to get in the biz and she's like, yeah, I'm 19. I work for the Sudbury Wolves. I'm like, I think you're doing okay. You'll be okay. <laughs> you're right. Um, so <laughs> it's really difficult to provide yeah. uh, advice to someone who's more talented. And when you put you it are. in context like that, for someone to work for so long and so hard at their dream job and then to get this point and this for, for this to be the ending of 
uh, her second tenure on an NHL team. It's just an unfortunate situation all around. It is. Yeah. So we don't have uh, any expert legal opinions or a take for you. Other than what we can tell you is our personal experience with Rachel has been great. And yeah. we wish her the best. And honestly, I don't know what else to say. What I would throw out there is uh, this is more difficult to talk about because we know one of the people involved, not easier. Oh, yeah. Way harder. Yeah. This no, it, Yeah. It's, it's not done. I'm interested to see how it evolves. I don't know more. I don't understand the I'm process. I'm not playing coy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. Adam like, is a legal expert in the same way that I'm a early childhood education expert. Yeah. It's just no. Well, and also like my thing. wife is, knows Ontario law, but every, wife. I know like every, wife. every jurisdiction is different. Like we were, we were talking about the difference with a lawyer actually between, uh, uh, Ontario and the rest of Canada's laws and what they're based on. And then Quebec. And Quebec is based on the codes that were written by Napoleon, whereas the rest of Canada, yes, what? yes. And then, but then the rest of Canada is more uh, common law, which is a British thing. And anyway, long story short, for us to be able to dive into the, the illegalities, we just don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't even think, tell I don't you. think anybody's asking for us to do that. Yeah. I don't think anybody comes here being like, oh, you guys are lawyers. Talk about the law. Well, I think there was, there was sort of like that we knew more than, than, than what was being reported. We don't. No. So anyway, we wish Rachel the best and uh, that's all we're going to, we're just going to leave it at that. I look forward to a resolution. Absolutely. Uh, let's get to the press conference. 